back to the Father Bruce podcast. And right now, we're fresh off the bat of the end of WrestleMania 37, which is a two-night event. This year's WrestleMania had an unofficial start at SmackDown, so we will first um, start with that before going through yet these two historic nights. Now, what has occurred in WrestleMania SmackDown was um, simply two significant matches, such as the Fatal 4 Tag Team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. At first, I'd expected that this match um, deserved a spot at WrestleMania. And I also expected that the outcome would uh, be Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio winning the Tag Team Champions, given that um, these are this is a father and son uh, duo, and this is, they're a very exciting tag team to watch. However, that didn't happen, and uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode instead retained the titles, which um, made sense as to why it, this wasn't given a card at WrestleMania. But it did help uh, build up the reputation of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And it, it, it does make them look like they're a legitimate tag team contenders, tag team holders. Instead of um, this, this tag team, instead of mere holders of the tag team titles, which would eventually lose to a different tag team titles. I'm glad that there's um, some efforts to put some legitimacy into the tag team division of SmackDown and perhaps aside from the Street Profits who have been previously holders of the SmackDown tag team champions and the Raw tag team champions, anyone is well deserving of the SmackDown tag team champions and I'm very excited what what we will have next. I hope that Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio would get this rematch against uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Now, later on on the night for WrestleMania SmackDown, we're given this 22-man Battle Royal, which is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Now, I really wanted Shinsuke Nakamura, and so many other people wanted Shinsuke Nakamura to win this Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Instead, we see a more deserving... Jay Uso win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which uh, he does deserve after all the efforts that he has given over the past few months with Roman Reigns and all these uh, storylines where he has been vital. And this is a good reward for him. I guess having the Battle Royal in this sort of uh, kickoff, kickoff SmackDown. Uh, Kickoff WrestleMania SmackDown is a better idea instead of having that on the show itself. I I like this concept of having somewhat miniature WrestleManias better than having it all snugged up in one show. Now, moving on, we would be starting off with the start of WrestleMania, WrestleMania Night 1, which started off with a weather delay and halted WrestleMania for about half an hour and led to unscripted promos 
from the superstars in the back, Shane McMahon. And what I like about the first night of WrestleMania is how Vince McMahon was there to welcome back the fans and we can really see the superstars appreciate and finally see the fans again. It was really a memorable moment and to see the emotions particularly of Rhea Ripley and other superstars to welcome the fans, it felt surreal and it's uh, like a breath of fresh air to have the fans back at the arena. Now, match one of night one of WrestleMania involved the WWE Championship match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Now, a lot of fans, including myself, really expected that this would be an easy match in which Drew McIntyre would win and in which he could get his moment, his WrestleMania moment that he did not fully receive last year given he was that WrestleMania last year was performed without any fans. How, but in this case, it was Bobby Lashley winning and retaining the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. I guess that um, there were there are more plans for Bobby Lashley with his uh, WWE Championship, and he rightfully deserves to hold on to this championship as he has not previously had the chance to defend this championship. He has managed to only defend this championship once against The Miz, so let's hope that Creative will have something more for Bobby Lashley and maybe a lot more time for Drew McIntyre to reinvent himself, perhaps have other superstars um, join him in a faction, and uh, let's see what, um, what they have planned over and raw the following match was a tag team turmoil match which is which follows the rule of a gauntlet match in which whoever with whoever tag team wins this match would face the women's tag team champions in Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax the following night now I'm I'm glad that um, the partnership between Billy Kay and Carmella was already announced and formed over on SmackDown, on WrestleMania SmackDown, instead of them being a surprise team, which is underwhelming. A lot of fans would be annoyed with this match, but I'm actually glad that um, this match took place, and I'm I'm actually surprised that Riot Squad lasted as long as they have and there's also this um, blooper botchamania moment where the announcer accidentally announced the riot squad to be eliminated when really they are the ones who made it to the next round and faced the following tag team natalia and tamina very well deserves that to win that match as they hold some prestige and legacy in their name and it was nice to see them win and have that moment together so as a Wrestlemania match uh, the fans and the critics do have a point that that this isn't necessarily the most interesting match but I love this match it's uh, 
fast-paced and a uh, well well enough break for the fans. The following match is a match between Cesaro and Seth Rollins, wherein Cesaro finally gets the chance to win at WrestleMania, being this as his first singles match, aside from being in a singles match at uh, under a giant battle royal, which he has previously won a couple years, a couple WrestleManias back. So it is great to see Cesaro win this match against uh, Seth Rollins, and I think it's as long as it needed. The match was as long as it needed to be, and it was a clean win for Cesaro. And with Nakamura previously losing to Seth, it does help build up for this match and it was a favor that um, Shinsuke um, build up Seth Rollins in order for Cesaro to seem as though he's fighting a superstar that is well tenured and well difficult to beat and get over. So again that's a great match by Cesaro and I hope that they further push Cesaro for more greater things and a better singles run. After the win of Cesaro featured a tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Champions, The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Now it is interesting to see this new superstar debut at WrestleMania with Omos. I think he's the superstar that he needs to be. He's not forcing himself to do something that is beyond his capabilities and he is a good addition to a good supplement to AJ Styles and this match really played well that they're afraid of uh, this big man in Omos I hope that they do push him properly and I just did not really like the finish of this match with Kofi Kingston taking the pin. I think that it was somewhat disrespectful for Kofi given his past Kofi Mania run. But um, it's a good, it was a good match. It, it was predictable in a way since um, the New Day has been ho- several holders of, has held the tag team champions multiple times. So. It is good to see another tag team hold the, the these titles instead, and I hope and congratulations to AJ Styles too for being a Grand Slam champion now that he has won the tag team championship. The next match featured Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match which was a match that a lot of fans di- disliked on its build to WrestleMania as both superstars were both not over the fans and there was really no legitimate superstar who the fans could cheer over and it was and Braun Strowman had also this history of losing in steel cage match given that he had this choice to choose the type of match. It did not make sense for him to choose steel cage match out, out of 
all other possible matches he could choose from for WrestleMania. And Shane McMahon trying to ignore the fact that Braun Strowman has never won a match at a steel cage match, or at least has not been favorable in winning steel cage match, just shows that Shane isn't all all that polarly brighter than Braun Strowman in this case. Now I'm sure a lot of fans do not even bother to watch this match. Only cool thing was that Braun Strowman was able to rip out the cage, uh, the chain, the cage chains, and brought Shane McMahon back. And this time, Shane, uh, Braun Strowman actually used his mind and um, and did not, and actually was a lot more aware of the uh, the rules and won this match. Now this makes him. 3-0 at WrestleMania. So with so with that, who knows if um, Braun Strowman would hold a lot more lengthier WrestleMania streak. I mean, we all know that uh, that the WWE tries to break records just as soon as they've upholded it, but that's going to take at least 18 more years for him to break the Undertaker streak. And while he is young, there is he's not the type of superstar that um, Vince would necessarily fight over and beg to stay in their company. I don't think he's that uh, future superstar who could who could eventually defeat the Undertaker's unbeaten record at WrestleMania. The next match featured. John Morrison and The Miz versus Damian Priest and the WrestleMania guest celebrity in Bad Bunny. Now, I guess this match was very predictable. I don't think anyone would want a celebrity at WrestleMania then have them lose. A lot of people may be upset at Bad Bunny that he is taking the spot. However, we have seen Bad Bunny week in and week in and week out at WWE events such as Monday Night Raw, and we and with that he has also trained for weeks to be in this match, and he did really deliver. He he doesn't look like a superstar that has never experienced wrestling before. He has delivered a very phenomenal. Canadian destroyer to John Morrison and it and the reaction of the Miz really added to that. I don't think a lot of people realize just how much um, the Miz and John Morrison has also helped this match become memorable. Bad Bunny has also done some top rope maneuver given that he's um, he can be a high flyer in this uh, type of match, and I really love this match. He, Bad Bunny, really proved the, the doubters wrong, and he proved that this opportunity wasn't just given to him. He had to work for it. So, as predicted, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest won this match at WrestleMania, and hope, and you know, we may see Bad Bunny guest in a, a lot more WWE pay-per-views. Now the match to close out 
Night 1 of WrestleMania involved Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is this is such an important and historic main event as it involved Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair who are and they really showed from the beginning how historic this match is and show they've really shown emotion from the start of this match and they really showed that no matter who won they're happy to be there Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair really did coordinated well with each other and delivered such a memorable match and this may be one of the best main events and best matches of Wrestlemania they really did deliver and worked well together and they boned well together in terms of their skills and their passion for wrestling. I just really wished that Sasha Banks ended up winning this, given uh, just as my personal favorite, just as my personal preference. Given that Sasha Banks has never won at WrestleMania yet, she's 6-0. But it did make sense for Bianca Belair to win this because... We needed a feel-good moment, and it was about time that Bianca Belair won, given that um, she, she has won the women's uh, Royal Rumble match in order to get this uh, main event. I know that um, they will be able to book something properly in SmackDown Live with, with her holding the SmackDown Women's Championship, and we'll just see. And what happens next what I really love about this match was that at the end of it we see Sasha Banks feel happy about this match too that um, she's given this chance to main event and given this chance to see more other superstars shine in at WrestleMania and seeing other superstars hold the women's championship and I hope this leads to more progressive actions by the WWE and more pro- progressive bookings by the WWE. And with that, that ends the night one WrestleMania. The start of night two of the WrestleMania, which in recording just happened a couple hours ago, thankfully did not start off with a weather delay. And started with a match between Randy Orton and The Fiend. Now this was some awesome entrance. I personally thought that this would be a cinematic match. However, given that we are we have the crowd back, I don't think it would make sense for them to sacrifice one match for the audiences, for the fans not to see. So this match involved uh, Randy Orton wearing. Now, basically, my weeks and months going into this we expected the fiend to win and take his revenge against randy orton but personally i would have i like the fact that randy orton won this match i don't think the fiend would end up anywhere with a win against randy orton in this match so i think it just made sense that with the defeat of the fiend i 
see that there's more reason for the fiend to become more creative in who to face next and how to reinvent his character. It was such a unexpected outcome of the match, given that um, we didn't really expect the fiend to be this downgraded, that he would immediately lose to a single RKO, and we didn't expect Alexa Bliss to be a sort of distraction for the fiend. So it does not make a lot of sense, but I just personally like the fact that Randy Orton won this match. It was also just about time that Randy Orton won a match again at WrestleMania. And we'll just see what happens next in their storyline. Hopefully, this is the last time that The Fiend and Randy Orton faces each other in any match, in any capacity, as this match really should have ended, and this rivalry really should have ended back in 2017. And hopefully we'll see this legend killer Randy Orton that we've seen last year. And we'll see more of Randy Orton as a legend killer and as the legend that he is. The following match was a tag team match for the Women's Tag Team Championship, which involved the winner of the tag team turmoil match at WrestleMania Night 1, Natalia and Tamina, versus the Women's Tag Team Championship. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Now I really thought that um, this is going to be the time for Natalia and Tamina to win the tag team champions as Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler have been holding this tag team championships for quite a while. It was a good build and seeing it now I guess it did make sense for them to at least win uh, a match at uh, Wrestlemania for Natalia and Tamina to win a match at Wrestlemania it had quite a shocking end to the match I thought it was I thought it was really was going to end up with Natalia and um, Tamina given that Tamina had this chance to deliver her finisher which to her cousin Nia Jax but instead we didn't end up with that result and we had Shayna Baszler knocking out um, Tamina, or rather Natalia in that match in order for them to retain the tag team champions. But I hope that by the end of this, WWE would book the tag team champions a lot better. Now the following match involved the well-historic Rivalry between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was had a fair share of rivalry and partnership over the in, over the past. Started well over in the Indies and onto NXT, then at some matches at the main roster as well. So it did make sense for this rivalry to be taken at WrestleMania. I mean, as they've as some WWE fans pointed out there are well tenured great rivalries that did not end up having a match at Wrestlemania such as John Cena versus Randy Orton so it was great that they were given this matchup together 
this is with Logan Paul as the guest of um, Sami Zayn. Logan Paul being such a last-minute um, attachment into this uh, matchup. And this match overall was... Uh, or the build-up to this match needed was very much uh, last-minute and involved couple only two or three episodes of SmackDowns to build. But they already had history with each other and they had enough reason to face each other. I just personally wish that this match uh, lasted longer because this is the type of match fans would want to last longer. Heck, this is a match that could very well main event WrestleMania. And then it also did not make sense that uh, Logan Paul was just at ringside sitting down. Sometimes the camera would pan to him. Obviously the fans did not like the idea of Logan Paul being there continually boo him and it also just didn't make sense that they didn't make him part of the commentary team to call that match this match did deliver and we did see both si- both superstars really give their all and very much gave homage to their previous matches in the past and I love the fact that it was just straightforward, and it was a match that, ne- that it needed to be, and it did help extend that match, that rivalry. Now, I hope that they would make this a trilogy for WrestleMania, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I feel like WrestleMania is lacking that um, sense of a trilogy or continuation from a matchup that happened previously, and I believe that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens could deliver such a um, great storyline which would encompass several WrestleManias back to back. You know, like we had Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock three times, we had The Rock versus John Cena three times. So I don't understand why now, why can't we have these back to back matchups? Another example of these back-to-back matches would be Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, The Undertaker versus Triple H. So, I believe that's what's needed to re-glorify WrestleMania instead of this just being a one-time thing. Heck, they could not face each other for the whole year, then a couple months into, or a couple weeks into WrestleMania, they um, they could relive their rivalry. I think that's uh, that's what's needed WrestleMania. And then re- last year's WrestleMania could have um, had this uh, back-to-back matchups with uh, involving Randy Orton and AJ Styles. However, this was scrapped as these two superstars would face would go on and face part-timers and well already a- legendary and well-aged superstars such as um, Edge and. The Undertaker in their own right, so it made sense that uh, that match did not push through. But I really do hope that to see more of this Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in future WrestleManias. Now, what I really love about this match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was that 
we get to see Logan Paul receive a stunner and anyone who really knows him should know knows that um, we really wanted to see him get beat for all the things he's done and said in the past and maybe that's the reason why he's there and and it turns out he did he wasn't there as a distraction or anything at first he tried to turn on um, Sami Zayn but but then tried to team up with Kevin Owens but then Kevin Owens knows enough to that he he ain't worth it and I guess that's hopefully it for Logan Paul in his appearances at WrestleMania. He did um, he did enough. Now the next match was a match between Sheamus and Matt Riddle for the United States Championship. Personally, I this is this is the type of match at WrestleMania which I did, don't mind getting cut off. Because, um, again, no one really likes Matt Riddle. And um, Sheamus doesn't necessarily need this uh, win at WrestleMania to help solidify him. Or this match at WrestleMania to help solidify him. But we don't know for how long would we have Sheamus. So I guess it does um, add to his resume to have another win at WrestleMania and to have another reign for the United States Championship. And seeing Matt Riddle lose this match was very satisfying for a lot of fans too. Given that a lot of fans know the real life problems with uh, involving Matt Riddle. This match was a well technical match. They really boned well together with Matt Riddle being such a technical wrestler. And... Sheamus really playing, playing, being a good dance partner to Matt Riddle, and the pro kick to Matt Riddle at the end of the match, while Matt Riddle was trying to do a somersault or something, was uh, will go on as one of the best finishes at for us at WrestleMania. However, moving on from the United States Championship match, we have the match for the Intercontinental Championship with. Big E being the Intercontinental Champion against Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum drum fight. Now this match was very much poorly defined from the very beginning and how this match would go. However, the build-up uh, was pretty good compared to other matches at WrestleMania. And given that uh, Big E has faced um, Apollo Crews just a pay-per-view prior at Fastlane. It, we, our, us fans knew that this would yet be a memorable match between the two superstars. Now, it, the drum fight was basically a street fight. It didn't really involve much drums. I mean, there were they tried to set up some drums in the bat in the ringside. But in, but really, this was very much a street fight. From the start, we expected Big E to retain his championship and win this match, and so, so that Big E would be given this moment at WrestleMania. 
This, however, was not the outcome that we were given as um, one of Apollo Cruz's allies helped and influenced the outcome of this match. I personally really hated that this outcome had to happen. I don't understand why they couldn't have given this win to Big E and then have that um, interrupted outcome over on the next episode of SmackDown. It does not help Apollo Crews either and this, uh, this was disappointing for the fans and it really proves that um, WWE isn't really all that open to fully changing just yet. But um, it, it was the end of the match and maybe we'll see Apollo Crews do a lot more amazing things with the Intercontinental Champions Championship given that um, he's playing this Nigerian heritage um, gimmick. And seeing how SmackDown is, maybe he'll be booked properly and he'll be able to face uh, a lot more proper superstars. The second to the last match is a match between Rhea Ripley and Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. All I could say is that this match truly did deliver and it was what it needed to be. It did, despite quite a predictable outcome that Rhea would win this match, there was, they did give a chance for Asuka to seem as though she was going to win this match. Um, it did end with a clean riptide delivered by Rhea Ripley. This, of course, opens new doors to this um, new generation of women superstars. And I hope that Rhea Ripley would be given more chances to, to defend this championship against uh, well-deserving superstars. A lot of people expected Becky Lynch to make an appearance in this match. Instead, we are given directly, we are directly switched to a commercial break. So that took away all the um, speculations of a possible return by Becky Lynch. But that's not going to, it's not really demeaning to Rhea Ripley because um, for sure she's going to deliver such excellent matches in the following weeks and following months. And I'm just excited to see what she has in store. The main event of this year's WrestleMania, of night two of WrestleMania, involves Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship match. Now, this is, I just got to say that it is very, very nice to see Edge back at WrestleMania with fans cheering him on. You could really see that he has waited so long for this opportunity. And his entrance down, down there, going down to the ring, is truly, it, can't be made, it cannot be made up. Fans want Edge, and we can really see the emotion and Edge finally get this match after 10 years. And it 
was also good to see to have a Daniel Bryan involved in this match. I think he was such a good complement to to this uh, main event. And we also see Roman Reigns with his entrance really proving that he is the head of the table by demanding people to wait. He allowed his entrance to pass a couple minutes before walking down that ring, that ramp with Paul Heyman and uh, and Jay, his cousin Jay Uso. Paul Heyman is such an underrated, um, was so underrated in his involvement in this match. This wasn't the same Paul Heyman that we have seen with Brock Lesnar where Paul Heyman tries so much to get involved in the matches. We see a Paul Heyman know that he does not need to be involved in these matches. He doesn't need to interfere in these matches. He knows that he just needs to sit there, stay in the ring, stay at ringside, and just watch. And we can see his emotions. We can see the emotions of Paul, he- Paul Heyman in this match, and how it really looks like he's worried for um, Roman Reigns, even though he's not there as an ar- arrogant. Um, manager as he has been in with Brock Lesnar because he knows that Roman Reigns does not need help yet he's there I have to say that this is probably going to go down as one of the most memorable main events at Wrestlemania of all time given that this is the first Wrestlemania in two years that that there are fans involved and we see a collision of three superstars who who had their careers threatened and was not was not guaranteed to come back in this business we also see a collision of generations between edge with uh, late attitude era and early and throughout the ruthless aggression era ending his career the peak of the PG era, Roman Reigns being a superstar from the 2010s, then also with Daniel Bryan, superstar in the 2010s and coming back. This was such a collision and it did build up this um, image that Roman Reigns was an unbeatable guy. I really did hope and expected I really did wish for Edge to win this match instead. It did not seem as though Roman Reigns was going to win this match. There were so many close calls. And Daniel Bryan being that annoying interference did play a part. He did. It was timely that he, he was there. And my god, this match. I have to admit, this is one of the few matches that made me want to concentrate that did not want me that I did not want to leave my seat in that I didn't want to check my phone I wanted to see every second of this match I wanted this match to last whole the whole day if it could and I would still watch it because these are this is really a combination of three talented guys and um, this wasn't just a triple threat match this was quite literally Three guys who bone well with each other, is able, who knows this business so much, and who's so talented with um, 
with pro wrestling that they could do anything and um, seeing that interaction were in uh, the fans booed uh, Roman Reigns which um, is a legitimate interaction the first of it for in the for the it is the first um, interaction the fans are um, giving Roman Reigns in well over a year it is um, memorable to see that too and it's memorable to see Roman Reigns get pissed off that the fans dislike him. That's, those are just one of many memorable spots in this uh, main event at WrestleMania. Surely this is one of the matches that I will watch again and again. You know, like... Uh, I really wanted Edge to win. It was heartbreaking to see Edge lose. But it, it was what it needed to be. Jey Uso was also being this annoying prick causing the win for Edge who was just a couple steps away from winning that championship again. I don't I don't really know what's going to happen next but Roman Reigns is shown as this um, unbeatable guy and he's, this is not the Brock Lesnar type of unbeatable guy who would show up only after every few months but at least with Roman Reigns he shows and he feels entitlement on being this champion so that but he is able to compete almost every month instead of, instead of um, that part-timer gimmick of Brock Lesnar so it does show that there will be, he will give chances to superstars, and whoever does manage to beat um, Roman Reigns would surely receive um, such a big push and such a big pop. Given that throughout all of this, all of these matches that, um, I mean, throughout this main event, all of these things that has transpired in this main event, he has still managed to win this despite. Despite facing two of the most um, well-talented superstars of WWE today. Now, as for Edge, I think that um, this was a needed. Uh, this was a defeat that he could live with. You know, I think eventually he'll show up, perhaps next year or maybe late this year. Hopefully, we'll see him get involved in NXT even that he has he, he, he really wants to fight these younger guys and then he could um, compete with the, the younger superstars this match really needed to be seen and I could watch this again and again I still enjoy it and this will go down as one of my favorite main events at Wrestlemania. This is the end of the episode and um, thank you for listening. Hope to listen hope that you would listen to my next episode with of the Raw after WrestleMania. A couple weeks later we would be having a WrestleMania backlash. I think I don't have any much problem with uh, WWE affiliating pay-per-views with the name WrestleMania in it, so as long as they uh, book it well, maybe it'll be acceptable.
another issue of this um, WrestleMania. Overall, first night was good. Second night, a lot of fans didn't really fancy it. As um, there's a lot more outcomes that was not really favorable. And a lot of matches felt rushed. A lot of things felt rushed at night too. Now, given that this is the first um, back-to-back WrestleMania with an audience, a two-night event, I don't personally. I don't. I would prefer the one-night WrestleMania to only have, um, you know, to really fight for this prestige in having a WrestleMania match, a, or a match at WrestleMania. I mean, given that uh, over in New Japan, who did uh, was the first to introduce this two-night events, it does make sense on their end, given that the wrestling culture uh, in Japan is a lot less, uh, does not really highly involve the fans as much as uh, wrestling events at at, uh, the United States and elsewhere. You know, uh, in... Japan, there's a lot less involvement by the fans compared to the United States, who really comes up with these special cheers, such as um, yeah, such as um, cheers specifically for superstars. And well, in Japan, it's mostly just uh, normal noise, normal um, normal cheers. So, but who knows? Um, a lot of things really just. Uh, Really, does just get used to. I mean, nobody at first would would like to have a six-hour WrestleMania or eight-hour WrestleMania, but then people are able to work at it. But as a personal preference, I would prefer. I would still prefer the single day or single night WrestleMania, and perhaps it would be a good idea to explore. A sort of affiliated WrestleMania pay-per-views or events such as that WrestleMania SmackDown and this future WrestleMania Backlash. I don't think that's such a bad idea. The, they can have a lot more mid-card matches over in those uh, WrestleManias and just have really the vital and essential matches over in the very main match, main card of WrestleMania. So, I hope that uh, the WWE would consider exploring more options for next year's WrestleMania and uh, future WrestleManias to come. Alright, now, see you in the next episode of the Father Bruce Podcast.